Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first official episode of my podcast, They Made Their Way to the Ring. I'm your host, Ryan, avid women's wrestling fan for around 23 years, just to be precise. From the UK, obviously, I bet the boring northern accent gave that one away. My aim is to bring to you a wonderful weekly women's wrestling... Wait, how many W's was that? Women's Wrestling Appreciation Podcast for all you wrestling fans of the many promotions out there. So, my interest in wrestling, specifically women's wrestling, started way back in the late 90s with WWF switching to WWE. Now, women's appearances back then were mostly bikini contests, dance-offs and the occasional promo, which more often than not included the male superstars, if they were lucky that is, or seemed to be a big moneymaker. Now, that was a fun aspect, but it wasn't what the true sportswomen had fought so hard to be signed for. The Divas era, for me, were about powerful, beautiful, interesting characters on screen who just loved to bring the E to the entertainment. And being the age I was, roughly seven, I loved the whole thing. It all just appealed. I always found a sense of passion and freedom, and I could lose myself and my surroundings easily in the excitement. And as I got older, the excitement stayed with me and served only to grow. I found an energy and a real passion for the sport that my friends ultimately didn't share, but I didn't let it stop me. I still watched where I could and those characters became a part of my life. It was what I dreamed of being. Well, (laughs) not a diva, but a superstar. I toyed with many characters during this era to start my podcast with. It could have started with 100% Stratisfaction, a tough chick with a high kick, then women's champion Trish Stratus. I could have picked the most beautiful, in my opinion, playboy cover girl Tori Wilson, or it could have been daddy's billion dollar princess Stephanie McMahon. But I thought it best, the only way to start off this wrestling experience was with the most powerful female voice in WWE at that time, Lillian Garcia. Lillian, a Spanish-American singer, ring announcer and interviewer, born on August 19th, August 19th, I'm not American, I'll try that again. Born on the 19th of August, 1966, that's better. Lillian was singing from being a small child, performing with bands by the time she was a teenager and graduated from the University of South Carolina and was a radio DJ before making her way to the ring in 1999 when she would find WWF and announce for the company on Monday Night Raw until 2009. On the 21st of September, 2009 edition of Raw from Little Rock, Long-time co-worker Jerry Lawler announced to a live audience that that night would mark Lillian's final night announcing for WWE. However, during her time on the microphone, she had managed to make history. She became a non-competing diva mainstay on weekly television, the first female to announce at the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania! By the way, she currently holds the current record for most WrestleMania national anthem performances three times because she's that good. Also, the first diva to reach an incredible 10-year career, and what a milestone this was. Divas then weren't known to have a long shelf life, not like they do now. Then it almost seemed like a four- to five-year career was what a diva would be contracted to have, which really made no sense. There were men in their 40s, 50s and older wrestling, so why couldn't the divas? Maybe it's due to the fact that Lillian couldn't be a wrestler, or wouldn't be a wrestler. Hmm, what are your thoughts? Lillian was always going to be a natural babyface. She received a standing ovation every time she walked down that ramp. Her smile, charismatic charms and mic skills won the crowd over in every city she announced in. 
Lillian shortly returned to WWE in 2011 to pick up where she left off, announcing this time on both Raw and SmackDown before leaving again in 2016 to take care of her sick father. She had one match in her WWE career, an intergender match. Facing then-announcer Howard Finkel, Lillian would win this bout and replace him as the new permanent face of hosting. This is worth a look on a certain network for only $9.99 a month. Am I allowed to say that? Hmm. Oh well, I said it anyway. However, there are other subscriptions also available. So, as mentioned earlier, she sang national anthems at big pay-per-view events, performing on the first Smackdown after the tragedy which was 9-11. This for me was a huge step for women. In a male-dominated business, Lillian was given the opportunity to take centre stage in the ring and perform the Star Spangled Banner and what an impact she made. She had a string of comedy falls on live TV, the best one being on the 17th of April 2012 edition of Smackdown, when Lillian made her way to the ring and tripped on the pyro or lighting props, and down she went, straight to her knees. But you know what? She laughed it off, dusted her knees off, laughed, and went on her way. That's the professional that she is. I think had that been me, I'd have run to the back. <laughs> she had a big romance story with a big superstar, Viscera, and was even woman-handled by Victoria, but saved by then-women's champion, Mickey James. See, Lillian for me had the most incredible pair of lungs. That woman could announce. She could recall any wrestler's name, height, weight and hometown at the drop of, well, a bell. Her voice for me was just something else. She always had me imitating her, believing I was as good as her in my put on American accent. Maybe I'll give you a sample of that at the end of this, if you're unlucky. So we hear about the likes of Trish and Lita paving the way for the superstars of today, but it's rarely talked about the path that Lillian paved in ring announcing for some of the women that came after her. Jojo, or the current Smackdown ring announcer, Samantha Irvin. Yeah, she left some big boots to fill, in my opinion. One of her most iconic announcing vocals for me was Trish Stratus's last match. Wow, you really need to take a look back at that. Lillian called a lot of m iconic matches in both the men's and women's divisions. Huge title matches, career-on-the-line matches and even got herself involved in some storylines herself. One segment that always stands out to me and still has me laughing was her small screen feud with Gillian Hall. Two polar opposites, believe me. <laughs> Gillian, unlike Lillian, could not hold a note. In fact, she killed every song she attempted to sing. And as Jerry Lawler would famously say, she sings like a vulture, doesn't she? Lillian was releasing music whilst under contract with WWE, and Gillian's gimmick being that she believed she was the better singer, when in fact, <laughs> she couldn't sing at all. This had fans on their feet booing around the arenas for, for Gillian to just stop. However, having said that, Gillian did manage to release an album herself in December of 2007, a jingle with Gillian. Now, I know what you're thinking, but the album did actually manage to reach number 20 on the UK Holidays Top 100 chart. Wow. However, I won't lie, I did enjoy her entrance music. You know the one. You know you... No. No, 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 no. I'll leave that performance to the pro. So, we skip forward to 2018, and Lillian would be seen in WWE again. The January 22nd edition of Raw would mark a huge milestone for the company. 25 years of Raw being a constant flagship show... Lillian was called to the stage as part of a group of women known to be legends. 
in their own rights, of course, simply just to be appreciated in a small segment for their contributions over the years. She was joined by the likes of Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellis Bennett, the Bella Twins, and Tori Wilson, just to name a few. In April of 2018, Lillian was to be seen in the WWE spotlight once again when she returned to call her first ever WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal match. Now, a little further down the line in 2018, it did seem a year of firsts. In October, WWE held the groundbreaking first ever all-women's pay-per-view evolution. And how could that have gone ahead without Lillian, right? The voice of the squared circle. She announced iconic matches such as one night only tag team and Hall of Famers ex-enemies, now best friends Trish Stratus and Lita versus Mickey James and Alicia Fox and a huge 20 women over the top rope battle royal featuring past and present talent. One burning question I ask you all is do you think Lillian should take a seat in the elite Hall of Fame class? Maybe the 2023 group, maybe later down the line. But my answer is yes. After all those accolades, how could she not be in the same conversation as Trish Stratus, Lita and the Bella Twins? Lillian's been a familiar face in the world of professional wrestling for years. While having more of a backseat role, she still managed to shine. Her personality broke through and she became a character we all love to see and hear week in, week out. I know for me, when I think of wrestling and divas, I do think of the calling of the divas matches. It was always a favourite spot of mine. Now, after WWE, Lillian did later dive into the world of podcasts. Her popular show, Chasing Glory, would see her interview superstars both past and present, male and female, and we, the audience, would get a glimpse of what their Chase for Glory looked like. The struggles some wrestlers faced to get to the top, the injuries and the nose they endured along the way, and the brutal side of social media. Some of her guests included Natalia, the Bella Twins, and Charlotte Flair. Now, I teased for the end of episode one, a little ring announcing myself. Maybe you want to hear it, maybe you don't. But for years, as a kid, I practiced this, so I'm going to be brave. I'm going to announce a former women's champion, just for you. So, here goes. Making their way to the ring, a seven-time WWE women's champion, legend, and Hall of Famer, Trish Stratus. Please don't give me hell for that. Believe me, I've turned to Scarlet Red here. I am secretly hoping Triple H is listening and is ready to hire me. (laughs) I guess I can wish. Anyway, that's a wrap for episode one and I thank you all for listening. Here's looking forward to episode two of They Made Their Way to the Ring. Ding, ding, ding.